In Exodus 20 and 12, we're going to be talking about what we refer to as the fifth commandment. We've done the first four, and you'll see here just in a moment how the first four kind of build us into the fifth one. And maybe you hadn't thought of that before, but maybe we can help point that out just a little bit, how these build upon each other. But today we'll be talking about the fifth commandment, which is to honor your father and mother. And that's the title of our lesson today is just honor your father and your mother. So let's pray this morning as we get ready to read God's word and expound upon it and ask his blessings over it. Father, we come to you today in Jesus' name. We give you thanks once again for this opportunity to stand and open your word and to be able to proclaim it unto this, your people. We thank you for each and every person who's here today and those that may hear it by other means. We give you thanks for that, Lord. And we ask now that as we open your word, you speak to us through your word. Give us the words to speak and the words of wisdom to say unto your people. And we ask for the, the people would have open minds and their hearts and ears would be open, Lord, and their eyes would see what it is and their ears would hear what it is that you want them to today. We ask all this in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So honor your father and your mother. So in Exodus 20 and 12, we'll just read the, the command. It's just one verse today. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God has given you. And at first glance, when we read this command, we would think, okay, that's good enough. Let's move on to something else. But as you know, that I like to share with you the things the Lord shows me and just dig a little deeper. There's a lot more in this command than just simply obeying your mom and dad, okay, at face value. So let's take a look at some of those things and, and uh, we'll point out a few of those things to you and maybe it'll help enlighten you on, on why God gave this command in the first place. So uh, this is also found over in Deuteronomy chapter 5. Uh, the book of Deuteronomy is basically a recapping of the things that uh, the nation of Israel had done up until that point, and he just kind of goes back through it. But uh, notice today as we begin <clears throat> that the commandments are building upon each other. Now, we have to understand, and we'll get into all the aspects of this here momentarily, uh, we understand that there are good parents in the earth, and then sometimes we understand that there's parents that's not too good. And so we have to differentiate between the good parents, the godly parents, and the ones who aren't so godly, and we have to kind of adjust the way we look at this command. So the commandments build upon each other, and this is based upon uh, God is telling them to honor their mother and their father as long as they're a godly parent, okay? And we see if a parent has children and they're an individual who's living the first four commandments, they're going to be somebody worthy to be honored, right? They're going to be a person who loves God with all their heart. They're going to not serve idols, okay? They're not going to take the Lord's name in vain and they're going to set aside the Sabbath as a day to worship and honor God. A person who's done that and now becomes a parent, they're, they're worthy of some honor and that's what God's saying. So we'll see how they build upon each other. <clears throat> if parents are grounded in the first four commandments we've talked about the last few weeks, they will be honorable people. If they truly from their hearts, now I'm not talking about people who fake. Some people fakes. It's, sometimes it's hard for us to talk about and we don't like to talk about it in church, but some people are pretenders. Some people, got, looks like they got it right on the outside, but then when they go home, they treat their family completely different than the way they should. So we're not talking about pretenders. We're talking about those who truly from their hearts love the one true God, have no earthly idols, respect and honor God's name, and set aside the Sabbath each week to honor God. Those people are a great example of a godly person 
in front of their children. If they live according to those first four commandments from their heart, not in pretense, not pretending just to make a big show, but if they truly in their heart believe those first four commandments and want to obey those first four, they're going to be a great godly example to their children. Amen. <clears throat> and therefore the Lord demands that children honor and respect such parents because He also demands that the parents teach their children the ways of the Lord. There's a great responsibility upon a parent in this world. <clears throat> parents are required to train children how to be a godly people. Therefore, this is why God is telling us we should honor and obey our earthly parents. Deuteronomy 6 and 7 says this, <clears throat> talking about the ways of the Lord, you shall teach them diligently to your children and talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, <coughs> when you lie down, and when you rise up. That's a command given to parents. They have to do that. <coughs> Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. That's in Proverbs 22. Proverbs 6 and 20 through 22 says this, <coughs> My son, keep your father's command and do not forsake the law of your mother. This is wisdom speaking to us. <clears throat> Bind them continually upon your heart. Tie them around your neck. When you roam, they will lead you. And when you sleep, they will keep you. And when you awake, they will speak with you. Something we need to understand, and I think most of us have this understanding. Moms and dads have lived in this world a little longer than us. They have a little bit of wisdom to share with us if we'll listen, right? <clears throat> if they're a godly parent. Amen? Amen. In Colossians 3 and 20, <clears throat> in the New Testament says, Children, obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. So we've got the face value of it. God says, honor your mother and father, and it says it all through the Bible. So it's a good, wise thing for us to do. But let's dig a little deeper. <clears throat> What's the purpose of the fifth commandment? What, why is it so important that God made this a commandment? To honor your mother and father. Is it just something he felt like doing? <clears throat> or is it because there's a lot of good things it will bring us in our life? It was given to instill an attitude of respect within the nation of Israel. We have to remember at this time, this was a new nation. They had no, hadn't been a nation to begin with. They were traveling from Egypt. They were going over to the promised land. And they were going to become a nation of people. <clears throat> and there had to be some mutual respect for authority in that nation. Amen? <coughs> Excuse me. Respect is a foundational principle of any civilized society. Think about that for a moment. If people don't respect authority, you don't have a civilized society. Basically, all you have is chaos. We saw that the last few years in some of these big cities where people just barricaded themselves off and rebelled against the authority, right? It's not a good thing. That could quickly descend into a really bad situation. So respect is a foundational principle. <clears throat> the Lord commanded children to honor their fathers and mothers because this is the first and most important experience with authority that any person will ever have. 
Long before you ever have a job and have to listen to your boss, you'll have to listen to your mom and dad. Long before you ever go to school and have to listen to your principal or your teacher, you have to learn to listen to mom and dad, right? So it's the very first relationship with authority that we have as children when we're being brought up. Therefore, God, understanding the way human nature is, He made this a command saying, listen, you have to learn to honor your mother and father first and foremost. I want you to think about this. <clears throat> Excuse me this morning. A lot of drainage. If you don't honor your mother and father, <clears throat> you won't honor anybody. If you can't honor your mother and father who you see on the earth, how are you going to honor God who you can't see? Amen? <clears throat> if this attitude of respect is within individuals in their own families, then the likelihood of having a well-functioning, civilized society will greatly increase. <clears throat> and when respect of authority does not exist in society, chaos will ensue. If you go... Let's say you go to a place of employment. Let's say you have one boss and he's over 20 or 30 people. <clears throat> Let's say 22 or 23 of them decide, I'm not listening to what he does anymore. Listen to what he says. Is there any work going to get done? How long will that business last if that's the attitude of the employees? There has to be respect of authority. And that begins with mom and dad. Amen. I see it in the school system a lot. I can tell kids, there's always kids, <clears throat> and kids are going to be kids, they all act up from time to time, have to be called down. We all did it too, right? But you can tell a difference in the ones who have parents who have taught them the right way. Because you can tell that kid, okay, that's enough, calm down, and you'll never have to say another word. <clears throat> then you've got the ones that will argue with you. Well, why have I got to sit down? Who died and made you the boss? That kind of stuff. You hear those things. It's no respect for authority. So do you think they respect their parents at home? No, they're not respecting their parents at home either. That's why they can go and talk to a teacher or a principal or someone in authority that way. Amen? <clears throat> Secondly, let's take a look. What is the promise <clears throat> contained in the fifth commandment? Look at that last part of the, the sentence. <coughs> Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God has given you. There's a promise that comes with obeying the fifth commandment. So what does it mean? Is this a magic formula for living a long life? There's kind of three aspects to this promise. First, I just wanted to list it this morning. There's one aspect of this promise that it's going to be the longevity of a nation or a group or an organization, whether it be a church, a family, nation, whatever you want to put in there, it's going to increase their longevity. The promise in this commandment is not intended to be a hocus-pocus formula that guarantees long life to us as individuals. A lot of people think that it's just... Well, they honor their mother and father, so boom, they're going to have a long life. It doesn't necessarily mean that, okay? There's an aspect to that, but we'll get to it momentarily. It's more about the longevity of Israel as a nation. Look how it's worded. That your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God has given you. 
Any group or organization of people will not have a very long shelf life if they don't respect the proper authority. Amen. How well would the military fare in a war where they're equally matched with the opponent if there's no unity and no respect for authority and those telling them what they should do and where to go and whatever? That army would be defeated very quickly, wouldn't it? People who don't respect authority <coughs> won't respect each other. And when people don't respect each other, there won't be any unity. And without unity, the organization, whether it be family, whatever, will either implode on itself or be easily defeated by its foes. This is true for nations, families, and even churches. Jesus said that a house divided against itself cannot stand. So the fifth commandment is teaching mankind right from the very beginning. <clears throat> Respect your parents. This is the first authoritative figure you will ever lay eyes on in this earth. It's mom and dad. Amen? <clears throat> Amen. <clears throat> Secondly, it speaks to the longevity of us as individuals. The blessing of a long life is more about wisdom <clears throat> than a supernatural miracle of God. Now, we'll get into that part of it in just a moment. But a lot of people think, well, if I honor my parents, that means God's just going to say, okay, they're going to live a long time. <clears throat> it's not so much about that. Some people think about this. They love and honor their parents and die young. So that's not an exact understanding of this verse. Some people live rebellious and live to be real old. So what's it talking about? I hear some laughter, but that's a, that's a fact. There's some people... There's people, like you, you know, that say, oh, man, you got to live and do this and exercise and all this kind of stuff. Well, I remember a guy when I was growing up, he was some kind of comedian. What was his name? Was it George Burns? Lived to be in his 90s, drank liquor and smoked cigars all his life and lived to be in his 90s. Other people never touched the stuff and they've died in their 40s. You know, it's so we don't know for sure <clears throat> about that. But turn with me this morning to the book of Ephesians over in the New Testament. The book of Ephesians chapter 6, and I want to read these four verses together before we move on with this. But Ephesians chapter 6, amen? To help us understand what the Bible is talking about in the Old Testament, I think we can learn a little bit from right here in the New Testament in the book of Ephesians. In Ephesians 6, verses 1 through 4, I just wanted you to be able to see them for yourself. Sometimes, you know, uh, I can read it to you, but it's good to see it yourself. <clears throat> it says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. <clears throat> Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise that it may be well with you, and you may live long on the earth. And you fathers do not provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and admonition of the Lord. In this passage we learn that there is an aspect of natural blessing of long life that comes with honoring our parents. If our parents, think about this uh, with me, 
if our parents teach us the way of the Lord correctly, then our natural lives will indeed be longer simply due to godly wisdom. Like I'm saying, it doesn't have to be just some big miraculous thing that God says, oh, well, I'm just going to let them live a long time because they honor their parents. It's going to be because we practice what they teach us. <clears throat> Think about it this way. If our parents teach us what the Bible says correctly, <clears throat> then drinking alcohol and doing drugs can never shorten your life. Think about it. Drugs and alcohol can never take your life shortly, make it too short, if you've been taught by your parents that, hey, the Bible says stay away from that mess of stuff, then you're not going to have that problem. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> Think about this one. Adultery or sexual immorality can never result in your demise at the hands of a jealous spouse or through sexually transmitted diseases. If we listen to our parents who are teaching us, well, this right here is. Amen. See, that's one of the problems that has happened in our society is everybody thought, well, I'll just send them to Sunday school and I'll send them to church and let them teach them all this stuff. The Bible says that's the parents' responsibility. The church just reaffirms that. Amen. Think about this one. Murder could never cause you to have to be put to death. A lot of people up until just recently in almost all nations, if you murdered someone, the penalty was death for yourself. You got the death penalty. But if you had never murdered anybody and listened to mom and dad where it says don't kill, the Bible tells us not to kill, not to murder, <clears throat> you wouldn't have to worry about that, would you? And stealing can never result in our untimely death at the hands of someone protecting their property. If mom and dad told us, hey, don't be breaking in people's house and stealing their stuff, one day you may break in and they may be there and you didn't think they were there. You get shot and your life will be cut off. So you see how just using some godly wisdom and godly principles will add days to your life <clears throat> by listening to what mom and dad teach us. Amen. And then there is the spiritual aspect of it. Spiritually speaking, we can shorten our lives by disrespecting our parents. It is possible to face the wrath of God by doing so. There are The Bible teaches us in the book of Romans that when people get so far caught up in their evil ways and doing the things that they do, that there does come a time when God says, I'm going to give you over to your reprobate mind and I'll no longer convict you of sin. That is a terrible thing to have happen. But if you spend your whole life disrespecting your godly parents, that may just happen to someone. God will not offer them the gospel anymore or the conviction of the Holy Spirit to cause them to change their ways. He can do it. God can save anybody from any sin. But if He decides to turn you over to a reprobate mind, what hope do you have? Deuteronomy 27 and 16 says it this way. Cursed is the one who treats his father or mother with contempt. <clears throat> That's spiritually speaking. That God says, I'm going to curse such a person. And there may not be any hope for him. So there is a spiritual aspect that God may say, you're done. I'll not bless your life because of the way you've treated your parents. 
Amen? Amen. And fourthly today, and the last point I want to make, is we're going to tread into some turbulent waters here just a little bit. <clears throat> it would be naive for me to stand here and just tell everybody to obey their parents when I know for a fact, maybe not in this room, but I do know for a fact that some children are being raised by ungodly, unholy people. Some, in some cases, they actually abuse them and mistreat them. So what does a person like that do when they see this fifth commandment? When I see that God says for me to honor my mother and father so that I'll have a long life and things will go well in my life, but I see this person constantly abusing me, hurting me, or misusing me, <clears throat> what do we do? Should we honor those kinds of people? And like I said, I hope that everybody here this morning had good parents, and I, I think that most of us did. <clears throat> But I know some people listening that may listen on the podcast later because the Lord showed me to put this in here yesterday. What does a person do who's being mistreated by their parents do when they see this fifth commandment? Do I still have to honor my parents? It's a complicated issue, but the answer is yes. Short answer is yes. This is a very common circumstance in our society. Some people have ungodly parents and but yet they still want to honor the fifth commandment, but it seems impossible to do so. How can I honor someone who has misused me or mistreated me or is abusing me in such a way? How can I do that? And see, if we don't answer these questions for these people, they're going to become discouraged and they're just going to walk away from the Bible. They're going to walk away from God. They're going to walk away from the church. So how do we answer this question? If this is the case, I'm talking to somebody that's going to hear this today. Hallelujah. The devil has fought this and fought it and fought it, but he cannot win. Lord Jesus, may your word go forth. If this is the case, treat your ungodly parents the same way that we're supposed to treat those who persecute us for the gospel's sake. We can be kind to them and pray for them as well, but yet we can also have our distance. If somebody in the world is persecuting us as Christians for the reason for us believing in Jesus, the Bible tells us we're supposed to pray for them, be as kind as we can to them, but it does tell us that we have to know our boundaries, <clears throat> know our limits. We can respect them while not being their whipping post. Now, little children, I, I know that you can't quite get away, and that's a sad thing. That's a very sad thing for little children who has nowhere to go to be being mistreated by their parents. God help them today. Protect their lives. Hallelujah. Take the mindset that they're our parents for better or worse and nothing can ever change that. I know people that have had parents that there was good and bad in them both. And just depending on what day it was, that's what you got. Some days you got the good side and some days you got the bad side. How do I honor such a person? Well, we, first of all, we have to know, well, that's my, that's my mom or that's my dad. I can't change that. That's, that's who they are. may not agree with everything they did and the way they treated us and stuff, but we have to start with that and just say, you know what? Well, that was my mom. That was my dad. I can't help it. After that, what we need to do is we need to take a lot of time to pray and seek the Lord on how to handle this situation. This will take much prayer and patience because the sacred trust 
of a parent-child relationship is broken. God never intended for a parent to mistreat a child. We read the verses, God demanded that the parents train the children the right way in the ways of the Lord. Never do you find in the Bible God condoning a parent mistreating a child or anybody mistreating a child in that form of matter. Remember this, and maybe this will help you as you think, think about your parents and wonder how you'd be able to honor such a person. Remember that your parents are people just like us and are also sinful by nature. Maybe you caught the brunt of their sins. Maybe you were the, the object of their, their wrath or whatever their sin was. Pray that their hearts would be changed and the broken relationship could be repaired. Until then, trust in the Lord and know that He loves you. Know that God loves you and He did not intend for your parents to mistreat you. One of the hardest things that a person will ever live through, and they will carry it with them through adulthood, <clears throat> and they'll carry it to them to their deathbed. With them to their deathbed. Why did my mom or my dad or both treat me the way they did? I just don't understand why. Know and understand that God did not, did not intend that for your life. That was a choice that your parents made. And they made it because they were sinful by nature just like the rest of everybody else. And it helps us to have a little more compassion toward them. Now I know some people do things to their children and they don't need any compassion. They need to be locked up and put away forever for some of the things that they do. Seek the Lord through prayer for wisdom on how to set boundaries so that you're not constantly being hurt. How can I honor an ungodly parent but not get hurt? Only the Lord knows that. Only the Lord knows the experiences people have had with their parents. Some of them are bad. I'm telling you. Some of them are very bad. And only the Lord's going to be able to help those people and help those children. And like I said, even into adulthood, we wrestle with this. Some people do. They wrestle with it. So seek the Lord for wisdom through prayer. Lord, where is the boundary? Where can I keep myself safe but still, you know, in some way honor them as my parent? Man, that's a difficult task. But above all, we need to pray that their hearts will be changed so that they would see the error of their ways. Amen? Unfortunately, and this is the truth, a lot of people don't like to say it, but unfortunately, some relationships between parents and children are never repaired. For whatever reason, the parent does a lot of mistreating and they go on their way and they live a life and they die and they never do make it right. That's an unfortunate truth. So now as the person left behind, knowing that's the way it ended, how do I still say I honor my parent or whatever? The Lord will guide you through this difficult circumstance. This will be one of the most difficult things a child will ever live through. We talked a moment ago. This parent and child relationship, that's the first experience with authority a child will ever have. 
And if that relationship's not right, if something goes awry in that, that person will wrestle with that the rest of their life. Wondering why. What was the reason? I don't understand. <clears throat> but the Lord can help you with these things. The Lord will help you, <clears throat> and we as the church will help you. Amen. If we've had a bad experience with our own parents, use that as motivation to be better parents than what we had. Let's not do like a lot of people and use it as an excuse to, well, I'll mistreat everybody I see too because I had a bad experience growing up, right? Let's not do that. Let's use that as motivation to say, I'm going to do better than what I had. I'm going to treat my kids better than the way I was treated, right? It's going to take the help of the Lord. There's no amount of counseling. There's no amount of talking. Those things help, but that will always be there. Some things can't be undone. People forget that. God can forgive sins, but there's some things that can't be undone up here. Amen? Do everything in our power to be godly parents and treat our family the right way. That's turbulent, troubled waters that we've waded into. Is how can somebody honor an ungodly parent? It's going to be a fine line that only you and the Lord can walk together. And through praying and seeking Him, He will help you set those boundaries and be able to still say, yeah, well, yeah, that's my dad. I don't wish no bad upon him, but I, you know, I can't be real close with him. Sometimes that's the case, and that's unfortunate. It really is. As we close this morning, may we as followers of Jesus Christ honor our fathers and mothers like the Bible teaches us to. We see how everything in society will go better. God gave this command for a reason. Amen? And we've seen those reasons. It's not just because He just wanted to make a rule. You know, some people in this earth, they just like making rules. They just make a rule just to torment people, right? God wasn't doing that when He made the fifth command. He was doing it because there's a real purpose and a reason. That if things are done right, if people as individuals live their lives the way the Bible teaches them to and they teach their children the right way and, and, and are good to their children, then those children will honor, most of the time, will honor their parents, right? And that makes society better as a whole. May we as Christian parents teach our children the ways of the Lord, not just here with our mouths, but in the lives we live. That may be just as important, if not more important, than what we say is the very life we live in front of them. Let's do our best, because we all struggle sometimes too, but let's do our best to perform what we say we should do, right? Not just be mouth service and say this is the right, wrong, or whatever the thing is, but let us live our life that way in front of them. And may we, as parents, be that godly example they look to for guidance all the days of their life. You know, even after I've talked with people whose parents have already died and passed away, they still reflect back on that relationship. Oh, I remember old mom, or I remember dad used to do this, or I remember mom used to do 
and that will, that will stay with you the rest of your life, even after our parents are gone. So let us as Christians be the kind of parents that when we're gone, let our kids look back on their life and say, man, <laughs> I see what dad was doing there. I see what mom was saying. I understand it. May we honor God in such a way that our children will also honor Him by honoring us. Amen? The Bible says that when we honor our parents like God has asked us to, that that's a second-handed way of honoring God ourselves. It's that I respect God enough that I will follow the fifth commandment and honor mom and dad. Amen? Amen. Let's pray this morning. Father, we have given the word which you've given to us today. Hallelujah. Lord, this word has become heavy upon us today. Lord, we feel the weight of it. We felt the weight of it this whole service with just things wasn't going right. But Lord, we thank you that your spirit hath prevailed and your word hath went forth. Hallelujah to the Lamb of God. Lord, help us all as parents be godly people that we'll give our children something to honor that they won't want to dishonor us in any way. And Lord, let us all as children still honor our parents, whether they're still living, whether they've gone on, help us to honor our parents in what way we can. Help us to know, Lord, that you never intended for any mistreatment to go on of any young children or any children of, that, of any age for that matter. And so, Father, if there's those that are listening today that have had a bad experience with their parents, Maybe their parents have abandoned them. Maybe they don't care about them. Maybe they abuse them. Maybe they whatever. God, help those dear children today. Oh, Father, help them today in Jesus' name to deal with this, Lord. And help them when they read this commandment that it's not some heavy-handed thing that uh, if they don't just go back and keep getting abused that they're disobeying your command. Help these dear children, Lord. Because they are eventually going to grow up one day and become adults. And they're going to be torn apart not knowing exactly what to do. God, I pray that you help all these dear children. In Jesus' name today we pray. Lord, I pray for each and every person here today. I pray for our families. I pray for our, all our extended families. Lord, that if there's broken relationships between moms and dads and their kids, that, Lord, they could be repaired. Lord, by thy spirit, hallelujah. Lord, you said nothing would be impossible with you. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Lord, we know that some relationships were broken and never had the opportunity to be fixed. God, I pray for those that had that experience as well, Lord. There's no way now to mend it for the person's gone. So, Father, I pray that you just help them with those hurts that they face today. I pray all these things in Jesus' name, Father. Be with us. Lead us and guide us, Lord, in all ways of your truth. And help us today, as we sit here, to honor our mother and our father, that our days may be long upon the earth. We ask this all in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Amen.